It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week on Fox Top 5, Tyrus. Tyrus. Whap, he hits it so hard, he breaks through a crab's shell, and then he eats the crab. Like, this dude is phenomenal. Shares his top five aquatic animals. Here is this week's host, Tyrus. What it is, Tyrus here. Welcome to Fox's Top 5. Fox News contributor and co-host, that's me, Tyrus, uh, from the world-famous Tyrus and Tim podcast, and my occasional appearance on Everywhere, damn near five days a week, whether it's the Faulkner Focus or uh, America's Newsroom, the Greg Gutfeld Show, The Five, Big Saturday and Sunday Show, and of course... Uh, I spend more time in the newsroom up here on uh, 15 doing podcasts and whatnot. Whether they want me here or not is really not for me to determine or care about. So uh, enough about me. Every week on this podcast, Fox hosts, reporters, and personalities get together to share their top five at any given topic. Well, I've done this dance a few times, and apparently I'm so good at it, I don't need a partner or... They couldn't find anyone that wanted to do it with me. Either way, I'm still winning because you have to listen to every word that I say. So there. And uh, although I know you, if you, most of my fans follow my career and they know I've been fired a lot from a lot of different jobs and whatnot, but uh, some of you might not know this about me, but when I'm not on the Gutfeld show or recording podcasts or breaking bench press records or wrestling. Uh, I'm actually a, a marine life advocate. I'm a member of the Dolphin Project and the Ocean uh, Sanctuary Society. So I'm pretty active with um, wildlife in general, but I have a huge soft spot in my heart for our, our ocean friends. And uh, fun fact, we've only explored 5% of our oceans, 5%. That's not a good – that's right up there with like CNN ratings, I think, five, about 5%. And, um, and in that 5%, we've uh, discovered some pretty, 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 pretty incredible things. Uh, that's, my, that's my best uh, Kirby enthusiasm right there. But um, that's why today I'm going to share with you my epic knowledge – of uh, the oceanic creatures with my top five aquatic animals. Number five. My number five aquatic animal is the leopard seal, which can be found in Antarctica and has some really cool, if you look up uh, National Geographic, if you don't know what a leopard seal is, um, it is not uh, the offspring of a actual leopard and a seal that got mixed up on a cruise ship for singles. It's actually a dominant predator in Antarctica, has no natural enemies, and uh, there's a really famous leopard seal female who was bringing gifts to a National Geographic uh, photographer, and of course her gifts were half-dead penguins, but it's the thought that counts. Uh, It's just like uh, preparing for this show, they brought me a glass of water and stale cookies from an amusement park that nobody remembers, but again, it's the thought that counts. So uh, check them out. If you've never seen a leopard seal before, they are beautiful and graceful and vicious. And uh, they actually have no fear of humans because there's not a lot of us swimming in the Arctic Ocean for various reasons. So that is my number five. Number four. Now, uh, the great thing about the ocean, it's about creatures great and small. And sometimes the smallest animals can be the most interesting, intelligent, and dangerous. So number four is the mantis shrimp. Now, this dude is a badass. He has the most uh, color-seeing 
eye organs on the planet. He sees things in three dimensions, color schemes we couldn't imagine, and he can move his eyes in 360-degree angles. So he sees everything. And then on top of that, if that's not enough for you, ladies, uh, he also has one of the most powerful punches in all the animal kingdom compared to his size. So for the people in the in the fish hobby industry, he's not a good pet because he can break an aquarium with his hit. That's how powerful they are. And they sit down in coral reefs, brightly colored, all every imagine every color you can think of. He sits there, he looks like he's being polite because he's got his little hands all cocked back like when you see a praying mantis. And he just sits there all day and waits for something to come along. Whap, he hits it so hard he breaks through a crab's shell and then he eats the crab like this dude is phenomenal so uh he would have been higher on the list but you know at the end of the day size matters number three and speaking of size uh going into number three the largest brain in the animal world belongs to what i'll give you a couple seconds to talk it amongst yourselves to figure it out for those of you who have guessed sperm whale you are correct and give yourself a bonus point uh Sperm whales not only have the largest brain in the entire uh, animal kingdom and in the history of this planet that we know of, uh, they have some pretty incredible cultures. Now, this is kind of new in the science world that we are now willing to share the the word culture with other beings on this planet. Uh, Sperm whale pods that live in different areas speak different languages. They have a hard time communicating with other. They have to take time to learn each other's language. They're they're and it sounds like a series of clicks and their clicks can be so loud that they could rupture our eardrums. That's how powerful they are. And they have a very interesting habit. They eat at the bottom of the ocean. So they can hold their breath for any, up to anywhere 35, 35 to 45 minutes underwater. Um, and they can go to depths that submarines can't go. And how they find these elusive and their favorite meal is the giant squid. And how they find squid is with sonar and their clicks are so loud that they will stun the squid and then they will devour them. So we will... Scientists that study their pods oftentimes will see washing up bits and pieces of giant squid. So that's where all the evidence came because for a long time, no one ever saw a giant squid unless it had washed up on the beach. Studying sperm whales, you see them quite regularly hanging off the side of their mouths as they come up. So they're really an amazing, amazing creature. And of course, they're famous uh, for the story, Who Could Forget Moby Dick? So if you uh, haven't read that book, you probably should. The countdown continues after this. Jason in the house, the Jason Chaffetz podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Number two. All right. So now we're getting into the top two. Now, this is difficult for me because I easily could have had a top 100 or, or 50. All right, all right, I'll be honest, 25. But um, you have to look at – I try to look at overall intelligence and just coolness and eeriness, and there's nothing that fits that bill better than the octopus. And there is an amazing documentary called My Octopus Teacher. If you have not seen this documentary, you must see it. Octopuses are so intelligent and so curious that a filmmaker who was at the end of his rope, 
uh, didn't like the world, decided, started to go swimming again because he was an underwater film photographer, and he made friends with an octopus, and the story is epic. And octopus, although we, they are mollusks, they're extremely intelligent, problem-solving. They can change their skin to morph anything in their environment. Uh, did I mention? They got eight arms, so, I mean, that's a lot of daps. But they are truly unique. They are basically liquid. They can fit in and out of anything. And the reason why they're so intelligent is because they have to figure out with a soft body that can easily be eaten how to survive, how to catch food. And their their intelligence is uncanny. And uh, in this documentary, you see how sensitive they are and connections they have. But uh, spoiler alert, the octopus teacher will break your heart. And anyone who's ever had an octopus as a pet will tell you why they will always break your heart. They're just their life expectancy is typically a year. So you don't get a lot of time with these truly incredible creatures. And um, they just they live life to the fullest. And again, check out that documentary. Number. 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 Number Number one. Number one. Top of the food chain, everybody's favorite. Uh, they have a, they got a tough nickname. They're called killer whales, but I'm going to go with the scientific term orca. Uh, and for those of you who have seen the documentary Blackfish, uh, you learn so much about how uh, family oriented they are. And again, they also in whales have a culture. Killer whales from different sides of the planet have different customs, have different languages, have diff- different eating habits, and none of it is, is instinctive in terms of like, if just like, let's say if you had a duck and it grows up, eventually you throw it in the air, it will fly because that's instinctive. It knows it's going to eat food in the mud because that's extinct- instinctive. Whereas orcas teach, everything is taught by the moms and the grandmothers. They pass down information to the sons and daughters, and that's why their family units are so are so close and so tight. So, um, phenomenal animal, um, super intelligent, just as curious about people as we are about them, which sometimes is not good for them. There's also a scientific theory that they feel each other's pain. That's how closely knit they are. They're able to, if one's sick, they all can feel it. And uh, that's why you'll see sometimes uh, group beachings and stuff because uh, they're all very emotionally attached to each other. That's why uh, keeping killer whales in captivity is such a bad idea because they are not just, I think, too big, one, for captivity, but two, they miss each other. They have the same, they have PTSD like we do. They hurt themselves in captivity like we do. They attack each other. They're oftentimes put in, in pools with killer whales from different customs and cultures they don't speak the same language they get confused by each other uh females typically don't only around males that are their brothers or fathers you know so it's a lot that you put these animals through so captivity is not a good thing and uh one of the things that dolphin project that i get to be a part of is that we are tanks but no tanks uh is is one of our calling cards where we need to keep them out the tanks and keep them in the ocean and uh, so that, that's my little salt box for what I think are the top five uh, truly cool aquatic animals. And because I don't have a partner and you have to listen to everything I say, I have a bonus pick. That's right. Bonus pick. First time ever. So it's top six now. Anybody object? Oh, that's right. 
It's just me. So uh, number six is something relatively new. Um, and I will say there is an amazing documentary out called The Loneliest Whale, where there was a whale, allegedly, that uh, our the United States government, the Navy in particular, was using sonar. And they were trying to find submarines. And one of the things that's a problem for them is that the ocean is full of whale songs. Whales sing all across the world to each other. They communicate. They tell, hey, there's good food here. Don't come here. Come here to each other while on their migrational thing. So the ocean is full of music. So it's very hard sometimes to hear the pinging of Russian submarines. So the Americans would turn it up as loud as they could to try to catch that and try to drown out the whale songs. And lo and behold, there was a whale song that no one answered that was significantly higher. And I think it's Hertz rate um, of 57 and I think the, or 52. 52 and the average is like 34. So this whale is making a call that no one's calling back to. So he was the loneliest whale and he became a phenomenon where people would attach human emotions to him. Like, I feel like the loneliest whale today. I'm talking and no one's listening to me. So uh, in this documentary, which is amazing, it just came out. Uh, make sure you watch it. And then uh, spoiler alert uh, at the end. Um, no, I'm not going to tell you. So, but just it's worth it. And it basically, it's a new species of whale. So we found something new. Uh, it is a cross between a fin whale and a blue whale. So it, I don't even think they have a name for it, but we'll call it uh, mm -hmm. bluefin. The bluefin whale? Why not? Bluefin uh, sounds. I don't know. I, I need to work on that. I wasn't prepared for that, so uh, give me time. But bluefin whales, uh, which is the hybrid cross between blue whales and fin whales, they are closely related, and um, so it's an interesting dynamic. Please check that out. And again, with all of my guests today, the mantis shrimp, the leopard seal, the orcas, the sperm whale, and the octopus, you can check these guys out. There's lots of information about them on National Geographic, YouTube, Animal Planet, Disney Plus. I'm trying to get Fox Nation. Maybe we can get some animal stuff going on. And of course, if you're looking for a good charity to check out, support Dolphin Project. It's amazing. The O'Berries are great, and it's a good cause. And uh, check out the information on their sanctuary and uh, meet some of the cool uh, dolphins who came from captivity like Ricky and check him out. He's actually on my Instagram right now where I do a little story on him and that's at Tyrus Smash. So I hope uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Let us know your top five. You've been listening to Fox Top 5, the Fox News Podcast Network. Enough said. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.